0: Hi, and welcome to Women's CEO and Reflection. I'm Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today, I have a really fascinating guest who is a woman in my own community, and um, this is someone who stood up when the community uh, saw some tragedy, and she took it in her own hands to, to, to make a difference. Nikki Brooker is founder and CEO of YANA M2M, which stands for You Are Not Alone, Mom to Mom. As a mom of three and a wife of 27 years, she is changing the world by giving all moms the support and peer-to-peer help that we all deserve. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Hi, Marissa.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm so glad you're here today. You and I have had quite a few conversations uh, in the past about what you do, but why don't you share with the audience today kind of how you founded this organization, what it does, and, and kind of what? what, you know, your journey to, to getting this organization up and running.
1: Absolutely. So unfortunately, in our community, I live in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, we had two moms who took their lives and the lives of their kids. Um, one was in 2016. And the other one was just four months later in 2017. And it was then that I kind of threw my hands in the air and said, what on earth is happening that this is the new norm of how moms are handling their, you know, their distress and their needs and their and their frustrations, and as it turns out, their postpartum depression. And so I kinda just said, we gotta do something, we gotta make a difference. So we created Yana, um, so you are not alone. And it's all about, the whole mission of Yana is that every mom feels safe, valued and accepted because we know that motherhood is the hardest job on the planet and we make the world go round, but yet we're not given the support we deserve. Um, The other big part about um, mental health and specifically, maternal mental health in Colorado, is that there are very few people who are Colorado natives. So a lot of people don't know that. Um, When you go and you do a poll at a hospital, only 30% of moms who give birth at hospitals in Colorado are actually from Colorado. The rest of them moved here because it's such a great place to be and they love it. But they don't have their village. They don't have their extended families. They don't That's not how Colorado runs. You know, I'm I'm from the Midwest where everybody stayed where you're from. That's just what you did. So, you know, I grew up with all my cousins around and my aunts and uncles and grandparents and the whole thing. Well, that's not how Colorado works most of the time. So, we have a severe need for mental health support here and peer to peer support. So, that's why I created our program. And we know that our program is going to change the world one mom at a time. It's just a matter of
2: getting it funded and getting it off so the key thing is that you have such a mission and a passion and i think that that's so important when with doing something like this because ultimately it's going to take so many people to see your passion to want to follow you because a leader needs to bring a certain sense to a community that they are the person that is guiding action for the rest of them in a tribe or community you need to have them interacting not just you you're not directing you're leading and allowing them to have conversations them to create initiatives them to do all yes. those different things that's the only way to successfully have a tribe or
1: community yes i totally agree with you and you know it used to be back way back in the in the in the you know in the golden age um, when you had moms who all took care of each other's kids and moms who all work together as a village, like literally it took a village to create, uh, to be a mother and to have good. And, uh, you know, the parenting and, and have all of that. And now we don't have that, you know, we all do our own thing and we watch each other on social media with our critical eye thinking, oh my gosh, um, they're doing it better than I am. And I, I'm not doing a good job when in fact, you're probably doing a, just as good a job as they are. They're just, they're just showing a different side of it. And it's all about working together and getting to know the people around you who are going through the same thing at the same time can be so powerful. That's one of the reasons our organization is um, based on the AA model. So we had gatherings and playdates for the moms to come together and build the community. But then every mom is given a support person or a sponsor. And the support person's just another mom who can say, I've been there. I've locked myself in the bathroom and cried too. And when you are understood at that level and that peer-to-peer support of creating that village... That changes motherhood and it changes you.
0: That's so important. And and one of the things, when you started building those communities. Uh, when you started your organization, it wasn't too long after that that we started going into lockdowns because of the pandemic. Yes. So, yes. what were some of the things? What were some of the challenges that you personally faced? Where you started this organization, you have this passion and this mission, and all of a sudden you had to probably second guess yourself and go, "Am I on the right track?" And so, what did you personally do to kind of overcome some of those challenges? And how did you pivot the the community aspect of what you're doing?
1: So that's a really good question. And it's, it's powerful to think about, you know, a global pandemic changes so much about your life. And we had these in-person gatherings and play dates for the moms to come together and we had to put a stop to them. And we said, okay, well, let's try some zoom things and let's try. And we did that for a little while too. And that was fun. But we, what I was finding actually during the pandemic was less moms were asking for help. Which was disturbing because I was like, okay, I know you all need the support and I know now you need it even more so because you're stuck in your house because we're all stuck in our house and people were just not reaching out. It was really, really frustrating for me. And what I was finding also at those um, gatherings and those playdates that we were having was that our moms were not connecting as much as I was hoping they would because we'd have moms of three week olds and then a mom of a three year old. And although you're both mothering, you're not mothering on the same level. You're not doing the same things, right? The three-year-old mom is worried about the temper tantrum she knows is going to be thrown any minute. And the three-week-old is worried about the fact that she hasn't taken a shower in three weeks, so she smells bad. So there's like this different, you know, (laughs) different mothering, different issues. And so I was finding that this this connection wasn't being made. And so that's why I created a new program under Yana called Strong Mamas Thriving Babies. That's a hospital program that we will give every single mom who gives birth, the support they deserve. And it'll be to peer, peer support. It'll be all those moms who gave birth in January. We'll come back the month of February and you'll all look around and go, oh my goodness, you all have puke in your hair too? You haven't taken a shower? You don't know what sleep is? Wow, that's powerful. When you sit in a room, that's why AA works. You sit in a room with people who get you. And so that's what we wanna give these moms. And every mom who gives birth, will give that, will, they will be given that. We have two that, hospitals that's in Daniel, was, Colorado. Yeah, ready to start.
2: I wanted one of my one one of my clients. I wanted to mention one of my clients uh, helps with safe pregnancy and is educating moms to under soon to be moms about how to have the most safest birth. So, just basically, hmm. definitely, we need to connect and have a collaboration uh, with uh, uh, Doc Allen about specific things that we can with your community. So, it's, you're doing such amazing Absolutely. things, Marisa. Don't you agree?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, when I was, Nikki, you and I have talked when I was, you know, when I was a mom and my kids were young, I had this successful career, but at home I was depressed and I was suicidal and I was going through all this trauma and I was so ashamed to get help. I I was afraid my kids were going to get taken away from me. And one of your program would have been ideal for me because I would have felt comfortable speaking out and asking for help, but I didn't have anyone to, to ask for help for and so that's why I really admire what you're doing, and I think it it spans across all ages as a mom, right? Um, yes, yes. When you are, when you know, you and I met recently, and there was another mom of adult kids who recently mm-hmm. also, um, uh, you know, died by suicide. And so it's ongoing, like as a mom, there's always these stresses, and, and the mental health aspect of it is is rarely rarely addressed or it's overlooked, right? Because we put on yes. a great face.
1: One hundred percent. And especially in a world where everything is on social media and everybody's trying to make themselves look as wonderful as they can. Right. As opposed to being right. Right.
0: So how do you balance mental your own personal mental health and running an organization like this? Because these are some heavy topics that you're dealing with. There's a lot of, you know, with with all of the moms and the challenges that you're that you're facing with your organization and always trying to get fundraising to support them. How do you balance your own mental health uh, while running this organization?
1: That's a, that's such a good question. Um, I have a 19 year old, a 21 year old and a 15 year old and you know, they keep me kind of busy. Um, And uh, I, I love being a mom, but I don't love every part of motherhood. And I think that's really important to say and to know. And my mental health comes, my health comes from, I work out every single day. I, whether it's a walk, my dog, whether it's on the Peloton, whether it's at a gym, whether it's climbing a 14 or I work out every day. And I find when I don't, I see a severe mental health, you know, de- I, my, my mental health is not good when I don't exert myself in some way, I need that for myself. So that's one of my ways. Uh-oh. I also, do a real I do a pretty decent job of doing self-care um, I'll go get my nails done or I will go get a massage or I will but I also I recharge when I spend time with people I really appreciate and love so whether that be my kids whether that be my dog whether it be my husband or whether it be my friends I am a very social person and that recharges me as well so that's how I kind of keep my mental health good um, I would like to say I'm a really balanced good eater but I'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> um, I, I am gluten free, so maybe that's that's how I'm going to be. As you know, that that's as good as it gets for
2: me. <laughs> uh, the, it's so important. I mean, you talked about working out and the importance of specifically feeling those endorphins and to get sweating. And or, we need those kind of releases in the self care. And I think that's a lot of things. I've said this to Marisa that men are not really trying to be as much self care advocates as they need to be, especially as fathers and providers. Sometimes that they don't utilize yes. the self care the way that fathers in the 60s and 50s did where they would go to a bar or they go to a football game. A lot of men nowadays are constantly sharing the duties and yet not performing and having that self-care. Couldn't agree more.
1: Yep. I agree with you. And I think we talk a lot about it as women, self-care, because we do take care of everyone and we're the caretakers and we kiss the boo-boos and we do it all. But dads and and men in general, they, I mean, they need to do their own self-care. My husband, is a rocket scientist. He's the smartest man I've ever known. And he is, I mean, he works his tail off every day and, and manages projects and is putting a rocket into space and all of these things. And he, he struggles with his self-care. Like, what do I do for myself? You know, because he's a dad and he's a husband and he's a rocket scientist and yada, yada. But I agree with you. Like, I don't think men take enough time for themselves either. And they don't realize that whatever it is for them, you know, whether it be video gaming or whether it be going to the bar or whether it be playing softball or whatever it is, Um, I agree with you that men have to have to find their balance as well.
0: So, so Nikki, one of the things that you had told me was when you started this nonprofit, you knew absolutely nothing about nonprofits. So what were some of the personal growth uh, challenges that you had to kind of learn and overcome in order to make this uh, possible?
1: Uh, Patience, patience, (laughs) and more patience. Like, I knew absolutely nothing about nonprofits. In fact, I had the book. I still have it. Nonprofits for Dummies. And i that's where I started because I didn't even know where to start. And this lovely, lovely, lovely woman named Julie Roberts handed me her nonprofit. It's a long story, but she literally handed me her nonprofit, said, I'm, I'm done doing good. And now you need to go do good. And we changed the address. And within two weeks, I had a nonprofit. So I very, very, very much lucked out that our missions were the same. We had the same you know, goals and all of that kind of stuff. And the IRS, we just had to change the name. Um, So that was huge, huge. But the patience for me, (laughs) I am not a patient person. I am a type A person who gets it done like this. And if it doesn't get done like this, there's something's wrong and I'm doing something wrong. I had been told, I can't even tell you how many times, once you start this nonprofit, it's going to take you five years to get funded. Five years, that's five years of the benchmark. And I was like, (laughs) they don't know me. (laughs) They don't know how good Yeah, Guess what? We just hit five years and we're still not funded. So I, but I was, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to, I don't know who I was proven wrong, but um, I didn't prove anybody wrong. And we're still working on funding. So it is that my life's work is to, you know, I've been an educator for 25 years. I have my master's degree in education. I have my bachelor's in elementary education. My plan was to always be a teacher. That was the plan. I was going to teach forever. I was going to teach teachers how to teach at the college level and be a professor. That's what I was going to do. I'm not doing that anymore. And now this is really where my soul is and where I belong. Um, And I want to change the world one mom at a time and give moms what they deserve. They create humans, humans. We need to give them better support.
2: All right. You know, I cannot believe we're running out of time. I know you have uh, another important question, but time goes fast, doesn't it?
1: Yes, it does.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, This has been really great. Um, uh, For as far as funding, you hold quite a few fundraisers throughout the year. How can people find you so that they can support your mission and what you're trying to do? Absolutely.
1: Thank you. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. We're having a bunch of different events. Um, June or July 30th, we're having a Fit Fest in Highlands Ranch where people can purchase tables, um, and they can have. It's going to be a big fest festival, and it's going to have a band and food trucks and beer garden and different gyms are doing workouts. So that's a really great, um, one of our fundraisers. We are having our gala, our annual gala on October 8th in Castle Rock at a really cool ranch. It's going to be so cool. Um, so that's another fundraiser. And then we're always doing, we have mama nights that we can have that moms can come to our first, um, bunco night is June 16th. Um, and that's at kids wonder and centennial. It's going to be a blast. Um, all of these events, everything you can find on our website, and it's uh, www.yanam2m.org. So that's Y A N A M, the number two, M. Dot org, And we have all of our events on there. You can reach out to us on there. You can sign up for our, our different fundraisers and that kind of thing. So um, I would love to hear from you if you have any questions or would like to participate or any of the things. If you're a mom and want support or you want to be a support mom or however, You would like to volunteer for our organization, help us fundraise. We'll take all the help we can get.
0: That's great. One last question. What advice would you give to a mom who's hearing what you're doing and wants to join, but is too fearful to pick up the phone and reach
1: out? Oh, okay. My biggest thing is um, professional athletes don't do anything for themselves. Okay. They have, Michael Jordan had 20 coaches. He had to ask for help on how to dribble, how to run, how to shoot, how to, do all the things. Michael Jordan's one of the best that's ever walked the planet to play basketball. He did he had to ask for help. So why is it okay for someone like that to have 20 coaches and it's not okay for you to say, "You know what? I could use a support mom." That there's nothing wrong with that. That is why we are here and moms want to support you. Moms moms want to help each other. So let them help you.
0: I love that. Great advice. Thank you Nikki. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thanks everyone.
1: Thank you so much,
0: Marisa. Thank you for listening to Women's CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, the art of intentional thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at Iamamindsetwarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.